this is UU Todd Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest, and you are once again listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. going to catch an old freight train out of Seattle, Washington, and we're going to ride her all the way to New York City. Again, Utah Phillips here, and I uh, went along with Steve Baker, who's doing the engineering. That was the Boersdorf, as usual. Uh, from they live up there in uh, in uh, Chico, California. Uh, they they deserve to get out of that town and be <coughs> around and about playing a good deal more. Uh, and that right there at the beginning that I played for you was a little bit of a very very old recording of Woody Guthrie himself uh, playing the guitar and the harmonica talking about a train, a freight train from Seattle to New York City. That's pretty much what we're going to be doing today, is I'm going to be reaching into a grab bag of traveling songs and seeing what I can fetch out of there. I am here in Nevada City. We had a visitor this week by the name of Michael Moore. You may have heard him of him, uh, the movie Roger and Me. Uh, Michael Moore, how would you describe him? He, he, he sticks it in your face is what he does. Uh, he, a model of direct action. You know, direct action gets the goods. He was here to hassle, hang up, and otherwise outrage the public defender's office. Uh, and he did a good job of it. Great guerrilla theater all over town. Uh, the, the talk on the street, though, was uh, we don't need outside, outside agitators to tell us how to run our town. And uh, <clears throat> I, I had to remind them that without outside agitators, we could damn well still have slavery and a lot of other unpleasant things. Well, now, I'm back onto the track here. The grab bag of traveling songs, Woody Guthrie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a Hard Traveling, the original recording of Hard Traveling by Woody Guthrie, sung by him and his uh, buddy Cisco Houston. He shipped out Merchant Marine with Cisco Houston and uh, boomed all over the country with him. Uh, before uh, Hard Traveling, let me I just said, I've been rereading uh, Woody's great book, Bound for Glory, that, that really ought to be much more widely known. Problem was, it was published during the middle of the Second World War and got a very limited circulation. Woody wrote, I sat down with my back against the wall, looking all through the troubled, tangled, messed up men, traveling the hard way, dressed the hard way, hitting the long, old, lonesome goal. Rougher than a cob, wilder than a woodchuck, hotter than a depot stove, madder than $900, arguing worse than a tree full of crows. Messed up, mixed up, screwed up people, a crazy boxcar on a wild track, headed 60 miles an hour in a big cloud of poison dust due straight to nowhere. 
Who's all of these crazy men down here, howling out at each other like hyenas? Are these men? Who am I? How come them here? How the hell come me here? What am I supposed to do here? My ear flat against a tin roof soaked up some music and singing coming from down inside the car. Can I remember? Remember back to where I was this morning, St. Paul? Yeah, the morning before Bismarck, North Dakota, and the morning before that, Miles City, Montana. Week ago, I was a piano player in Seattle. Who's this kid? Where is he from, and where is he headed for? Will he be me when he grows up? Was I like him when I was just his size? Let me remember. Let me go back. Let me get up and walk back down the road I come, this old, hard rambling and hard graveling, this old, chuckle-up traveling. I've been a-having some hard traveling, I thought you knowed. I've been a-having some hard traveling way down the road. I've been a-having some hard traveling, hard rambling, hard gambling. I've been a-having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been riding them fast rattlers, I thought you knowed. I've been riding them flat wheelers way down the road. I've been riding them blind passengers, dead enders, kicking up cinders. I've been a-having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been a-hitting some hard rock mining, I thought you knowed. I've been a-leaning on a pressure drill way down the road. Hammers flying, air holes sucking, six foot of mud and a shore been a-muckin'. I've been a-having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been a-hitting some hard harvesting, I thought you knowed. North Dakota to Kansas City, way down the road. Cutting that wheat, stacking that hay, trying to make about a dollar a day. And I've been having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been working at Pittsburgh Steel, I thought you knowed. I've been a-dumping that red-hot slag way down the road. I've been a-blasting, I've been a-firing, I've been a-pouring red-hot iron. And I've been having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been a-laying in a hard rock jail, I thought you knowed it. I've been laying out 90 days away down the road. Damned old judge, he said to me, it's 90 days for vagrancy. And I've been having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been walking that Lincoln Highway, I thought you knowed. I've been working that 66 way down the road. Heavy load and a worried mind, looking for a woman that's hard to find. And I've been having some hard traveling, Lord. I've been walking that Lincoln Highway, I thought you knowed. I've been hitting that 66 way down the road. The heavy load and a worried mind, looking for a woman that's hard to find. And I've been having some hard traveling, Lord. Ah, yeah, Woody Guthrie and Cisco Houston, hard traveling old buddies. Woody Guthrie's hard traveling. Well... The most famous entertainer of his day in vaudeville, this is after the turn of the century when vaudeville was booming, um, was Nat Wills. Nat Wills uh, billed himself as the happy hobo. And I want you to listen to, we're going to listen to a, uh, an old uh, 1912 Edison cylinder recording of Nat Wills and the traveling man. First, I, I'll give you a little bit of... One of my favorite writers, Thomas Wolfe. Thomas Wolfe said he always wanted to be a poet. Well, his publisher thought he was a poet, so he went on his own hook, went and gathered up pieces of, of writing from Thomas Wolfe's novels and published them as, um, as one book of poetry called Face of a Nation. And uh, 
This is a piece from that. It is the place of autumnal moons hung low and orange at the frosty edges of the pines. It is the place of frost and silence, of the dry shocks, clean dry shocks of the opulence of enormous pumpkins that yellow and hard and hard excuse me, that yellow on hard clotted earth. It is the place of the stir and feathery stumble of the hens upon their roost, the frosty broken barking of the dogs, the great barn shapes and solid shadows and the running sweep of the moon-whitened countryside, the wailing whistle of the fast express. It is the place of flares and steamings on the tracks and the swing and bob and tottering dance of lanterns in the yards. It is the place of dings and nellings and the sudden glare of mighty engines over sleeping faces in the night. It is the place of the terrific web and spread and smoldering, the distant glare of Philadelphia and the solid rumble of the sleepers. It is also the place where the transcontinental limited is stroking 80 miles an hour across the continent and the small dark towns whip by like bullets. And there is only the fan-like stroke of the secret, immense and lonely earth again. I have foreseen this picture many times. I will buy a passage on the Fast Express. Twenty years ago, I joined the show in place in the repertory. We showed in every little town and every single state. We hadn't any money, we were only out for glory. But every actor in the troupe knew how to get the break. When we left New York, we took the break to go to Philly. The train pulled up in Newark and the car was riding free. A brute of copper on the beat came in and beat me silly. Oh, I really must admit he made an awful tramp of me. When I got on another train, I had another battle. My back was nearly broken and my arms were full of pain. The car that I was riding on was full of Texas cattle. They moved me all around the car and stuck me for the drink. Went to sleep and when I woke, it was in Jersey City. Then I rode to Philly just in time to play the show. That night we had to move again, they hadn't any pity, and we beat the ride to Baltimore upon the B&O. From Baltimore to Washington and Washington to Yonkers, Yonkers up to Albany, from Albany to Troy. Troy, we got another freight for road upon the bunkers to open up the Opera House in Alton, Illinois. From Alton to New Orleans, then to Butte, Montana. From Butte, we went to Boston, there from Boston to St. Paul. St. Paul to San Francisco, then to Peru, Indiana, and from there to South Dakota, where we played in Little Falls. Little Falls to Yuba Dam, you mustn't think I'm swearing. Yuba Dam to Helena and then to Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Maine to Louisville, we had to go tearing. Louisville to Galveston and Little Falls again. Little Falls to Buffalo, the Selma, Alabama. Selma to Los Angeles and then to Montreal. The audience was awful drunk, I think he was a farmer. For before the play was over, he got up and left the hall. We were playing Uncle Tom and I was Uncle Thomas. Little Eva said she'd marry me and we'd elope. When she went to heaven, she fell down and broke a promise. She wouldn't talk to me at all, she said I cut the rope. Little Eva felt so bad it put her in a fever. We left her in the hospital when we would make it crack. We went to Nova Scotia, though we didn't like to leave her. But when she got well, we wired her to go to Halifax. I played Little Eva's part while she was at the doctor's. I played the part that wouldn't on my acting wasn't sent. She could speculate a sudden front of the theater. Got stuck with all his tickets and he lost 11 cents. Then they made me leading man to learn the business quickly. I had to feed a pair of dogs and lead them all around. One of them died in Halifax, but he was very sickly. But they put me on to take his place and made me play a tramp, 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 a tramp to Boston. Keith and Foster heard of me. When I sang for them one day, they engaged me right away. That's how I became the happy tramp, you see. Nat Wills, isn't that a piece of work? Isn't that a piece of work? 
I guess probably the most famous of all the railroad songs uh, back at time of vaudeville time and even down into the present would be uh, Casey Jones. Well, Casey Jones was, uh, he was born John Luther Casey, I guess about 1864. His whole life was railroading. Uh, He was, he uh, became a railroader when he was very young. And he had one big hobby. The big hobby of Casey Jones' life was bringing in the trains on time. He, he had a loathing of, uh, of lost time, and he, 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 just, uh, he would break his neck. In fact, he did, trying to make up lost time. Um, he was running the, the Cannonball Express. It was in 1900, running the Cannonball Express. Now, that was a fast train uh, from Chicago to New Orleans, and it was based out of, he was based out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, his fireman was a, a black man by the name of Sim Webb. Uh, it was there in Vaughan, Mississippi, on that run of the Cannonball Express. Let's see, April 30th, 1900 it was, that uh, they were coming around an S-curve. Now, uh, Casey Jones, the engineer, was on the blind side of that curve. Sim looked down the track. His fireman saw two red lanterns. It was a signal that was trouble on the track ahead. And he, he yelled to Casey, we're going to bump into something. And Casey Jones, when he finally saw the Red Lantern, said, jump, Sim, jump. And, and, and Sim jumped. And Casey Jones, with all the air on, with the, 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 the bar out to throw it into reverse, he plowed in to the caboose of the rear end of a train that was, uh, that was trying to seesaw through a, a yard. And part of it was hanging out onto the main line while Casey Jones was killed. It got his name... Uh, John Luther Jones, when uh, in the in the the rooming house where he used to room, um, one of the railroaders there said, "There's too many John Joneses on this railroad. Uh, where'd you come from?" He said, "Well, I'm from Casey, Tennessee, C A Y C E, just like Edgar Casey." So from then on, it was uh, it was Casey Jones. Well. That engine, by the way, was uh, rehabilitated, and and it kept jumping the track. It became what's called a hoodoo, or a jinxed engine. It killed another fireman. Finally, they decided to junk it on the way to the junkyard. It killed yet another fireman. Well, there was a, a fellow who knew Casey Jones who worked in the roundhouse, another black man by the name of Wallace Saunders. He wrote the original version of Casey Jones, which was then picked up by vaudeville teams. It was turned into a song that, that, uh, that Casey Jones' wife absolutely loathed because it maligned him and it maligned her. I want to play a Wallace Saunders' original version of Casey Jones, sung by a man who learned it right from Wallace Saunders while working on the railroad. Uh, here's Casey Jones, done by Haywire Mac McClintock. Telling me the other day about an original version of Casey Jones, and you sang me a verse that I hadn't quite heard and I, uh, I wish you'd sing it now, and before you sing it, tell us a little bit about it, what you know about it. Well, I learned the song in uh, 1909 when I was switching boxcars in Memphis for the Illinois Central. And uh, I heard Wallace Saunders sing the song myself. He was Casey Jones' fireman. This was within three or four years of Casey's death. All the Negro railroad men knew the song, A lot of them sang it, and here's the original of Casey Jones. Casey Jones was an engineer, told his fireman to have no fear. All I want is water and coal, and my head out the window when the drivers roll. When the drivers roll, when the drivers roll. 
And my head out the window when the drivers roll Through South Memphis yards on the fly The fireman hollered, you got a white eye And the switchman knew by the engine's moans That the man at the throttle was Casey Jones Old Casey Jones, old Casey Jones, that the man at the throttle was Casey Jones. Well, the engine rocked and the drivers rolled, the fireman hollered, Lord, he saved my soul. Casey says, I'll roll her till she leaves the rails, cause I'm way behind time with the southern mail. With the southern mail Oh, that southbound mail I'm away behind time With the southbound mail Got within about a mile of the place A big old headlight stared him right in the face He told his fireman Boy, you'd better jump Cause there's two locomotives That's a-going to bump That's a-going to bump that's a going to bump There's two locomotives That's a going to bump You'd ought to been there For to see that sight The women stood crying Both colored and white I was there For to tell the fact They flagged him down But he never looked back No, he never looked back No, he never looked back they flagged him down, but he never looked back. Old Casey said just before he died, there's lots more railroads that I'd like to ride. But the good Lord whispered it is not to be, and he died at the throttle on the Y&MV. On the Y&MV. On the Y&MV. He died at the throttle on the YMV. Casey Jones, Haywire Matt McClintock. As I said before, the same fellow that wrote Big Rock Candy Mountain and Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. Dangerous work. Nobody knows. There's hundreds of railroad engineers, hundreds of brakemen uh, that were lost during those early days of, of railroading. It's a dangerous and hard work. You know, the young tramps going into the yard, uh, following the romantic, you know, the wanderlust, uh, uh, riding on the freight trains. You've got to be, you've got to be aware of that, of how dangerous the work is. That those brakemen, they're switching cars, so, sometimes in the dead of night. And you know, those, sometimes those empties, you can't hear them when they're rolling toward you uh, until suddenly they're on top of you. So he's got to be really paying attention uh, to what he's doing. There are a lot of uh, uh, dangerous loads coming through those yards, toxic chemicals, explosives, uh, Defense Department stuff. It's all dangerous. And so if you're there skylarking through the yard, you can be a distraction. You can, you can grab his attention, and this, that, that momentary wavering of his attention could cause a terrific accident. So you stay out of the way. You lay low. You don't cause anybody any hassle. That man's got to be your friend. He's one of those people you're going to ask where, what train is being made up that you need to be on to get where you want to be. You understand? So you approach him you, you at, a, at the right time. You ask him the right questions, and then you get out of his way. 
Uh, and I always, like Bodie Wagner said, Bodie's always good on the train. Bodie Wagner said, you approach that brakeman, and through action or through word, you let him know right off that you are not uh, his enemy, that you are his friend. Well, here's a new song come up from a fellow in Sacramento, sent it to me by the name of Bob Woods, about working as a brakeman. Let's listen to 27 Boxcars. Boxcars feel like 800 miles When you're walking that brake test in the rain Yeah, that engineer's in the cab He's all dry and warm And I'll bet you he's forgot my name Well, it seemed like such a good idea A million miles ago world and maybe earn some pay but now it's midnight in this railroad yard and the rain is pouring down and i know there's got to be a better way looking for that last box car to get out with my train i'm reading worn out numbers painted on the side but it's probably down the scale track behind a hundred guns and I'll be switching out these old cars all night and then it's 27 boxcars feel like 800 miles when you're walking that brake test in the rain yeah that engineer's in the cab he's all dry and warm that old goat's forgot my name. Big old rock to bang on this stuck angle cock, and I got a handbrake tied by old King Kong. And now these brakes ain't setting up, my ambition's almost gone. Cause he's asking me what's taking me so long. Well, I'll tell ya, it's 27 boxcars, feel like 800 miles when you're walking. That brake test in the rain Yeah, that engineer's in the cab And he's all dry and warm And I'll bet you that he's forgot my name Well, I'll bet you that he's forgot my name I'm really happy that people who listen to this show uh, send me music, you know. Uh, so a, lo- a great deal, more and more of, of what I play comes at me through the mail when people finally get a handle on what it is I'm interested in and what I want to put out there. And I appreciate that very, very much, that uh, that Bob Woods would send me that recording. Um, dangerous work, like I say. I'll talk about dangerous uh, 
I got a letter from a, a fellow listening to, listening to the radio station up in the Pacific Northwest, and here's that program, a fellow named Mike. He sent me a letter, and uh, I'm going to read you part of that letter just to give you an idea of, of what has gone on out there. And then we're going to listen to another thing that flew at me through the mail, a song called Hobo Train by Rube Waddell. Anybody know anything about Rube Waddell other than as a baseball player, but as a, a guy with a Cracker Jack garage band that sometimes sounds like you're throwing a garbage can down the stairs, um, I really want to know more about him. But both of these carry that hard edge of reality combined with hysteria and i think only if you've been out there can you really sense that but maybe you get just an impression of it through through this letter from mike and then that uh, hobo train so anyway the guys i worked with came uh to my desk one day because i i had to meet a famous man before he retired from the santa fe i never remembered his name he was an old-time railroad bull I'm fairly sure that's how they referred to him. They had told me stories about him. He was a good old boy uh, and told great stories and had killed many men, mostly during the Depression. He didn't kill many white men, just made them jump from the train. But he killed many black men, mostly shot them and threw them off or clubbed them and threw them off. Of course, I had assumed that most of these stories they told me about this guy were about 80% BS until one day I met him. He was in his early 60s, maybe five foot eight tall. He wore expensive clothes. He must have weighed at least 220 pounds with very little of a belly. He was broad, especially in the shoulders. His voice was captivating, and he used it to tell excellent and funny stories about the old days. As he spoke, he kept his hands in the, uh, the side pocket of his trousers. In the left pocket, I believe, he fiddled with the 32 caliber revolver. As I was introduced to him, we shook hands. And I looked him in the eye, and I was forever changed. I have only looked into one set of eyes as cold and soulless as his since then. At that instant, I knew all the stories were true. His, his eyes met mine, and he immediately disliked me. I knew he knew me as one we would have killed in the 30s. Afterwards, words like nigger and welfare mezzican and their accompanying concepts began to disappear from my na daily being. Hobo Train.
Kenny Hall from Fresno, California. I, I love saying that name over and over again every week so it's engraved on the cortex of your brain. You remember Kenny Hall, and if you ever have a chance to have him come and play and sing for you wherever you are, that you get him there. You want to know how to get him. Well, you, you ask anybody in Fresno and they'll tell you. Josh White. Josh White was a a black guitarist and a singer, more of a cabaret style, not the not your your uh, uh, Mississippi Delta style, uh, more of an urban style of a blues picker. Um, very much part of the progressive movement. Uh, very political. Worked with people's songs with Pete Seeger and all those other folks. Had a serious hand injury that prevented him from playing the guitar for some years, where he just kind of worked at odd jobs. Finally. Uh, with the help of friends, taught himself how to play the guitar all over again. We're going to listen to one of Josh White's pieces. Let me. Uh, here's something I want to put in your mind that I want you to hold on to. Is it was in the 1830s. There was a famous minstrel. Now in those days, a minstrel was a white man in black face. His name was Thomas Rice. And he sang a very popular song then that went, Wheel about, turn about, do just so, and every time I wheel about, I jump Jim Crow. That's where the phrase Jim Crow comes from. That's where it originates. And over the years, it came to symbolize, came to summarize all the rules of enforced, uh, enforced segregation. Uh, which still exists. Jim Crow still is not dead yet. Langston Hughes, the great black poet, said, I would like to say that the people who have Jim Crowed me have a white heart. Let's listen to Josh White and Jim Crow Train.
that train whistle blow? Can't you hear that train whistle blow? Can't you hear that train whistle blow? Oh, Lord, this train is Jim Crow. Jim Crow Train, Josh White. And it's, he was a great singer and and a, and a fine, fine guitarist. And I, I sure wish that people knew more about or, or played more of, uh, of Josh White's music. The Wabash Cannonball. Now, I've played the Wabash Cannonball with me singing it before on, uh, on Loafer's Glory. Uh, I want to play the original version of that, the original recorded version of that. Of course, like I've always said, that, that poem goes back... Uh, before the turn of the centuries, the, the, the last of the moniker songs, the, the moniker, the alias that a hobo uses uh, on account of a lot of them were wanted by the law, um, the, how the young, uh, the young uh, jock or the young Prussian around the fire, the campfire, would sing a song that had, had the name in it, the moniker of every hobo that, that was either around that fire or had passed away since they had all gathered together. Um, this was a song that, that, that uh, when I recorded it, I was uh, uh, told by a lawyer that I had to pay royalty money on it to uh, Acuff Rose Publishing, and uh, I defied them and proved that, uh, through the Library of Congress that that song existed before there was a copyright law. In effect, told them to go to hell, you're trying to steal the people's property, and I am stealing it back. Now, we're going to listen to the original version. Wabash Cannonball original recorded version. Not to give you a poem first that I, I discovered by Kay Boyle. Hear how it goes, the wheels of it traveling fast on the rails, the boxcars, the gondolas running drunk through the night. Hear the long high wail as it flashes through stations unlit, past signals ungiven, running wild through a country, a time when sleepers rouse in their beds and listen and cannot sleep again. Here at passing in no direction, to no destination, carrying people caught on the boxcars, trapped on the coupled chert cars. Hear the rattle of gravel as it rides, whistling through the day and the night. Not the old or the young on it, nor people with any difference in their color or shape. Not girls or men, negroes or white, but people with this in common. People that no one had use for, had nothing to give to, no place to offer. But the cars of a freight train careening through paint rock, through Memphis, through town after town, without halting. From the great Atlantic Ocean to the wide Pacific shore, from the Queen of Flowing Mountains, to the south well by the shore she's mighty tall and handsome and known quite well by all she's the combination on the wabash cannonball she came down from birmingham one cold december day as she rolled into the station you could hear all the people say there's a girl from tennessee she's long and she's tall she came down from Birmingham on the Wabash Cannonball. Hey, 
dandy, so the people always say. From New York to St. Louis and Chicago, by the way. From the hills of Minnesota, where the rippling waters fall. No changes can be taken on that Wabash cannonball. Here's to Daddy Claxton, may his name forever stand. And always be remembered round the courts of Alabama. His earthly race is over and the curtains round him fall. We'll carry him home to victory on the Wabash Cannonball. Listen to the jingle, the rumble and the roar As she glides along the woodland Through the hills and by the shore Hear the mighty rush of the engineer That lonesome hobo squall You're traveling through the jungles On the Wabash Cannonball Wabash Cannonball, Roy Acuff uh, One of Roy Acuff's signature songs, by the way Was the, the, the freight train blues um, I first learned that or heard that song by a, by a fellow working in the old Havana Club on um, Second South and West Temple in Salt Lake City when I was I was too young to get into the bars but I got in anyway uh, and, and this fellow would would uh, take time out from his work to sing uh, he was what a friend of mine here in town calls a hydroceramic technician I want to play an earlier version of that song though. Um, it was a field recording. Frank and Ann Warner were great collectors of folk song. The Frank and Ann Warner collection has finally been reissued as CDs. It existed as, well, 78s for years and years and years. Uh, and I want to play you their 1941 recording of the, of the original Freight Train Blues uh, sung by Richard Hamilton. Freight Train Blues. I was born way down in Dixie and the boomer side Just a little shanty by the railroad track Screaming of the drivers was my lullaby And the freight train whistle taught me how to cry I've got to straight train blue Lonely, lonely, lonely Got them in the bottom of my rambling shoes And when the whistle blows, I gotta go. Lonely, 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 got to spray train blue. Screaming of a steamboat never stirs my soul. Roaring of an aeroplane drives me cold. Only thing that makes me want to navigate is a wildcat whistle on the southbound freight. I've got those freight train blue. Lonely, lonely, lonely. Got them in the bottom of my rambling shoes. Oh, 
When the whistle blows, I gotta go. Lonely, 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 got to spray train blue. My daddy was a brakeman, and my mammy dear. She was the only daughter of an engineer. Sweetie was a flapper, and that's no joke. Don't see how in the world she keeps a good man. Broke, I've got to spray train blue. Lonely, lonely, lonely. Got him in the bottom, mama rambling shoe. And when the whistle blows, I gotta go. Oh, I guess I'll never have those freight train blues. Richard Hamilton, the freight train blues, one of those one of those field recordings that I love to play. Jay Gould now, he was a railroad magnate. He was also uh, one of those robber barons, as they called him. Jay Gould is the one who said, I can hire one half of the working class to shoot the other half of the working class. Well, here's a story they used to tell about about Jay Gould when he was riding on the SP. The SP was a competitor of his, and he was trying to either figure out a way to buy it or drive it out of business. Well, he was traveling through the West, um, and he, he, uh, the train was scheduled to go through Langtree, Texas. Now, Langtree, Texas, you may recall, was the, the home of Judge Roy Bean, who characterized himself as the law west of the Pecos. Roy Bean always wanted to meet Jay Gould, and when he heard the train was coming through from his telegrapher uh, there in the railroad office, he, he uh, decided that he was going to uh, have Jay Gould stop and pass the time. So he, he had the bar cleaned up. He had all the trash burned. He ordered champagne in from San Antonio. And then the telegrapher informed him that the train was not going to stop in Langtree, Texas. Well, here come the train. It's roaring through town. There's Judge Roy Bean down there with a big red bandana, and he starts to wave it. Well, the engineer sees that as a signal that there's trouble on the track ahead. He throws on all the air. The train screeches to a halt. Everybody gets jammed up in the cars. They're sticking out their head, heads out the window. The, the Jay Gould's guards are poking shotguns out the window, and, and Judge Roy Bean walks up to the, uh, to the palace car, uh, the private car, and he says, I'm Judge Roy Bean. I am a law west of the Pecos. I'd like if Mr. Gould would step down, and, and I would like to have, have him visit. I would provide him with lunch. Took him, invited the station manager and the telegrapher up to the office, up to the bar, and they, uh, they sat around, and they talked for quite a while, and they ate, and they drank champagne. Well, then they took uh, uh, Jay Gould back to the train, got him onto his private car, saw it out, turned around to walk back, and the, st- the, the station telegrapher heard his telegraph going absolutely mad, and he started to run, ran up to the station, and he pulled this. The, 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 the two uh, telegraph messages have been preserved of exactly what, what he heard. The incoming message was, Where the hell have you been? What the hell matter Gould special? 
past you three hours, should have been Del Rio two hours ago, hasn't reached Constop, been calling, why the hell don't you stay on the job, must be ditched, may have fallen off high bridge, for God's sake, get section crew and find out, reported New York ghouled, killed in wreck, stock exchange wild, trains piled up all over division, answer quick. And then the answer went back. Jay Gould been visiting good friend Judge Roy Bean and me. Been eating ladyfingers and drinking champagne. Special just left. Let's listen to a, <laughs> a friend of mine, Eric Darling. Eric Darling used to be with the Weavers, and then he was with the Rooftop Singers. He's been around a long time. Lives down in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and is still recording. Eric Darling singing Jay Gould's daughter. Monday morning it began to rain Round the corner come a gravel train On the bumpers was a hobo John Good old rounder but he's dead and gone Dead and gone, dead and gone Good old rounder but he's dead and gone Mama, 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 have you heard the news? Papa got killed on the CBNQ Shut your eyes and hold your breath We'll all draw a pension on a papa's death Papa's death, papa's death We'll all draw a pension on a papa's death Jay Gould's daughter said before she died Father fixed the blind so the pumps can ride Pride they must let him ride the rod Put their trust in the hands of God Hands of God, hands of God, put their trust in the hands of God.
lonesome go rolling down the Frisco Road Every mile feeling I was all alone In the places that I've seen Summer's fat and winter's lean Don't you know I wish that I could go back home I don't know where I left it Though it's always on my mind I ask the same old questions all the time Is the old town still the same? Does anybody know my name? The years slip by Like numbers on an endless highway sign Standing here in the breakdown lane Don't think I'll make it today And I wish the road was a big freight train Just a-blowin' and rollin' my way I know the rain wouldn't seem so cold On top of an old boxcar Wherever it was I was trying to go It wouldn't seem half so far I remember the Roper Yard Cafe And a pretty little beanery queen She gave those jailhouse spuds away To a bum she'd never seen Well, I tipped her with a couple of rhymes On the back of a placemat there And I've thought about her plenty of times When I couldn't bum a square For the time we rode on a piggyback Punching the great divide The blowing snow had iced the track And the train got stuck inside The diesel fumes, they got so thick I thought we'd all be gassed They sanded her out just in the nick, punched her through at last. Now, I don't claim to be too proud to shag a ride on my thumb, but I'd trade this whole hitchhiking crowd for an honest old railroad bum. And if there ever comes a day when the rails have gone to rust, I'll put my jug and bindle away, just give up in disgust. Beyond these gentle eastern hills, the soft New England sky, To the highball whistles echo still where the mile-long blazers fly. Sitting here by the toll road gates, I wonder as I rest. To the heavy, clanking, lonely freights still thunder away out west. Have you seen the morning sun? Well, I tried like hell to bring in on time. It looks like I didn't quite make it. You've been listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. You talk, Phillips, here. Thanks for listening. I don't know where this came from. The fire is out, the moon is down, the parting glass is past and done. And I am bound to leave this town before the rising of the sun. Though long's the way and far's the mile until I rest my soul again with those who weep and those who smile and all the ways and words of man. Oh, some there are who may not bide but wander to the journey's end, nor take a girl to be a bride, nor take a man to be a friend. And when I'm through with wandering, I'll sit by the road and weep for all the songs I did not sing and promises I did not keep.